Hey, what it do with the business is? It is another week in the books. It's the On Deck TV podcast. I am Spike Lou. Man, I'll let your boy Animal Brown, Animal underscore Brown, if you're looking for me on Twitter and Instagram. Yes, sir. I am Spike Lou on them same social sites. Again, another week in the books. We appreciate you joining us. A lot to talk about this week, man. I'm excited about this. This is, is going to be fun. Action-packed week. Before we get to it real quick, shout out to Mom Duke. Celebrated her birthday last week. Shout out to me. Celebrated my birthday last week. And shout out to everybody that commented on the uh, video I had interviewing my mom. Got a lot of uh, responses from that, man. So respect and appreciate everybody's comments and well wishes. Thank you. Absolutely happy belated birthday to you, sir. That was a dope interview. I really like that. Quote of the interview from your mom. She's still waiting on you to show that you're a genius. That was hilarious <laughs> clapback. That was a hilarious clapback on you right there, which I found hilarious. But that was a dope interview. You guys make sure you go check that out on the show for the On Deck TV show this week. Man, Lil Dark said him and three other rappers are running the game right now. You want to see if you'd agree. Freddie Gibbs and Benny the Butcher. It seems to be some beef brewing in the air. And in New York, lose its grip on hip-hop because of social media and lack of media bias we'll explore all of those topics and more but first the smack heard round the world so we would be remiss if we didn't mention this the slap heard round the world chris rock yes chris rock has made me on deck tv show Slapped by Will Smith at the Oscars right before the Quest Love win of the Oscar for best hip hop doc, well, best documentary. Mm-hmm. Uh, hip hop was represented in full there. My question to you is simple, Animal Brown, so we can tie this into our show and talk about it. Was Will Smith representing hip hop right there with that smack? <laughs> yeah, I like how we reached right here to get this topic in here. Absolutely. That's what we're going to do because we're going to talk about this. Listen, if first take can lead with this. And Skip and Shannon can lead with this. We definitely can talk about it. 100%. Will Smith did get jiggy with it at one time. He was down in Miami, and parents just didn't understand him. So, hey, he got some hip-hop roots. So to to answer that, was Will representing hip-hop? No. Um, Mm. If you you sat here and asked me, uh, you know, how long would it take for me to get to Will Smith when you asked me people who are representing hip-hop? I'd say it'd take about seven hours. Uh, about 600 people. And then I would say, Will, I was like, Will Smith? Like, hey, there we go. Okay, cool. So I wouldn't say that he was representing hip hop, but I will say <laughs> we did get a lot of big, a big reaction from hip hop. It, it was all over the place. Drake put up a real interesting. <laughs> did you see what Drake he put up on his story? Uh-uh, Miss Drake, what do you do? He put a photo of Will Smith in the Aladdin costume. <laughs> I was like, in the, I was like, what is that? <laughs> I don't know what that meant. You know how Drake is. He's like, this is the same dude. Just so you don't forget. This is the same dude. That's a Drake line. Same dude hit you with a lad and hit you with smack. But but there was a classic moment. For some reason, I was watching it live. I don't know why. I rarely watch the Oscars. I guess I was just winding down. And uh, I guess that's what happened when you washed. You just winded down and now you just got some on. Um, so I was watching it live and I didn't think it was real at first. Um, it definitely felt you like did or you didn't think. It no, was I didn't. Real. I didn't think it was real at first. Okay, it looked like a bit, you know what I'm saying? Like a skit. I'm, I now believe that it was real. It took me about five minutes and I was like, oh, no, I don't think that was <laughs> I don't think that was a setup. 
Um, so it, it was very interesting, though. But uh, what, what did you think about it? Did, do you think that was representing hip hop? Was that the first thing you thought of? Uh, no, it was not the first thing that I thought of. You did a real good job there filling it in without really giving an opinion on it. Nice job there trying to stay away from it. Um, this this was I didn't see it live. My girl asked me, did I see it? Showed me a, a picture of it on Twitter. And I was like, oh, wow. OK. <laughs> the, the first thing that I thought was, yeah, Will Smith tied the niggas. Fact. Like I, I wore the Nas shirt for a reason. Will Smith, just like Rosa Parks did in 1955, was fed the fuck up. <laughs> and it just so happened that Chris Rock was the nigga to receive the brunt end of that uh, negative energy. Mm. Was the joke that bad? No, but mm. I can't say that. I'm not Will Smith sitting there with his wife. There's been a lot of commentary that he laughed first and he then did. he said, doesn't matter. Does not matter, bro. Because once he looked over there and seen the woman that he loves and has been through all of this shit with for the last two years is offended by it and hurt. That's and true. this isn't the first time that it happened. Gotta go hit Chris Rock in the mouth. Like <laughs> sometimes, sometimes, and what Will Smith did a great job of reminding people of in this new generation who may not seem as true, they see Meek Mill talk on Twitter all the time and they think the social media is where it goes now. No, sometimes you catch somebody out or somebody says something out, doesn't register right, they didn't read the room right, and they get hit in the mouth. And we can all move on and keep going. It's not a big deal. You got hit in the mouth, a broad and breakout. Nobody lost their life. Guns weren't drawn. There wasn't anything else other than, hey, you said something you shouldn't have said. You didn't know you shouldn't say it, but now you know forever on in history, keep my wife's name out of your motherfucking mouth, as Will Smith said. And I respect it. I yeah, wasn't mad at it. Uh, listen, I, he, he definitely overreacted, but I get it. If you're if anybody out there listening is married in a long term relationship and you think something is funny that your wife. No, hold on something about your girl and you laugh, but she don't think it's funny. Like really he slick should have looked and see if it was okay to laugh. Number one, because it was the <laughs> then joke. He wouldn't was have had to hit him in the mouth. That, <laughs> then he wouldn't have had to hit him in the mouth. But since you laughed, all this, all that's funny, nigga. <laughs> Definitely didn't want to hear that on the way hey, home, bro. Hey, I'm going to tell you what that, I'm going to tell you what that reminded me. Of. That reminded me of John Q. Because mm -hmm. the only reason that Denzel ran up in the hotel with the strap and then his wife was like, do something. What are you going to do? Do something. I think that's all. <laughs> but that was and, her and saying, why, nigga, do something. Absolutely. And since the beginning of the time, this has been it. Like, dude, I seen a movie to correlate this in. John weirdly. Q? <laughs> nah, nah. It was called The Last Duel with oh, Matt okay. Damon. Did you see that preview nah. for that? I, I know the movie, but I haven't. You know I don't remember about. what it was about. Bro, that whole movie was about a man two plus hours about a man disrespecting another man's wife and him calling him out to a last door. She said he did one thing. He said he did another thing and they fought about it to the death. The whole movie, two hours was about well, it. Is this a period piece? What kind of Yeah, duel? it's a period piece. It's oh, okay. based, yeah, it's based like in Game of Thrones time. Oh, okay. She said okay, the okay. dude did. I ain't gonna blow it for you. Right. But she said something happened. He said it didn't happen. Dude believed his wife, even though the evidence didn't say so. Like, nigga, we fight. Yeah. My point in saying all of that is and bringing up that it's a period piece, like you said, this has been happening since the beginning of time. It right. doesn't really matter if it makes sense. It don't really matter if somebody would have did this, that, or the third, or if there was someone else right there besides Chris Rock. What really mattered, Will Smith loved his wife. His wife was offended right there in that moment, and he hit Chris Rock in his mouth. 
and we can all move forward. And he, and he overreacted because he did. You can't, you can't really say that, though. Yeah, you can. You, you, in in his can. shoes, in his shoes, maybe having to deal with what he's dealt with over the last two months, that wasn't an overreaction. Oh, two maybe years. Maybe, he's, maybe he wanted to mop the flow with Chris Rock in there, but just decided on hitting him in his mouth in front of everybody and putting people on notice. Maybe it was an underreaction to putting people on notice, too, like Will Smith is saying, like, y'all not going to keep playing with me. I'm not going to continue to be the butt of jokes, dude. Like, it's not going to happen this way. All this August Alcina shit, nah, I'm not going to play with y'all like this. And he let people know via Chris Rock Joe. The funniest part, though, I'm talking <laughs> about the absolute funniest shit, is the first words out of Chris Rock mouth was a joke, dude. That nigga said, bro, <laughs> that nigga said, wow. <laughs> Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me. Nigga, I was crying, bro. That shit was so fucking funny, dog. You know what to do, man. That nigga was bro, shocked. That was hilarious, Muhammad Ali, nigga. But yeah, that was you nuts. say an overreaction. What's the difference between you champion Nipsey when he smacked the security guard? That's overreaction. Yeah, they said he was... He, I, we couldn't hear what he said, though. I, so, I, but he, but let Nipsey tell that he was being disrespectful to his employee. Right. And it kind of looked... his The dude's energy did look like it was very aggressive. And it's like, bro, you're a security guard. You're a parking attendant. Calm down. You're not going to disrespect my staff like that. You're doing the most right now. And, and we all, we both got on this show and said Nipsey was doing too much, though. We both said that. Yes, and Nipsey absolutely. said that, too. He was like, yo, that shit, y'all think it's funny. That's really not cool. Like, I'm really too old for that shit. Like, he said that. And yeah, I think yeah. the same way for this, bro. I don't need to see two niggas worth $50 million fighting in tuxedos and hard-bottom shoes, bro. That doesn't but, do anything for me. But, no, I don't want to see the fight either. Ooh, Chris Rock and, and Will Smith fighting. I'm not saying it in that sense. And shout out to Chris Rock. One, for being able to take a punch. And two... For being the consummate professional, like yeah. Will Smith did lose it for a minute, and people may sympathize with him and his emotional state where he was right then. I don't think it's an overreaction because you can't call like that's why you have crimes of passion. That's why like there are exceptions in the rules for this. Like love is a different thing. We as a society have all agreed to that. So I can't sit here and call it an overreaction when you involve in another man's wife. If it's outside with Nipsey, like we're talking about, and it's behind an employee or something, like whatever, it may turn into something bigger, then yeah, that may be an overreaction. But this, I'm not necessarily clear to call this an overreaction because once you Chris Rock and you involve that man's wife from the beginning of time, his, like his I wife said, is a celebrity, example. Bro. His wife is a celebrity, bro. She, that, that, she's that not above the jokes, dude. And, it doesn't and, matter if she's above the jokes or not. It's like, you made a joke. You made the decision to make these jokes, and the repercussions of this is you getting hit in the mouth. It's not really an overreaction mm. unless you say like a fight breaks out. I'm, a, I'm a, like I'm you got to be willing to risk that if you're a comedian. And I keep seeing people say, "Well, he's a comedian. It's part of his job." Also, a part of his job is reading the room. Like, bro, you ought to know that Will Smith ain't up for this shit. Not tonight. Not any night, especially mm. over the last two years, bro. I don't like, know you about gotta that, bro. know that. They, Just they, like they got jokes off funny. on them. They got jokes off on them earlier in the night, bro. Chris like, that's Rock, what I'm saying. Yeah. This, this was like par for the course. This wasn't that's, nothing left field. It wasn't like he was the first nigga to come on stage and start joking. Up. They had been doing this all night, dude. For some strange reason, I had it on. I don't know okay. why. But this was the, the tone the entire night. And I'm going to tell go. you how I'm going to tell you why it was an overreaction and how everybody, even though they may not say they know it's an overreaction, it was. The reason it was an overreaction is because the people thought it was fake mm -hmm. because his, his response 
didn't warrant. I mean, Chris Rock's joke didn't warrant that response. That's why everybody thought it was fake. Usually. If Chris, if Chris Rock would have said that joke, let's say Chris Rock would have said that joke and Will Smith would have sat there stone faced like how Jada was. And then Chris Rock saw that and then wanted to double down. Right. And then Will was like, hey, chill out. And then he tripled down. And then Will got up and smacked him. Nobody would have thought that was fake, bro, because niggas would be like, well, he did tell you to chill the fuck out and you kept going. Nobody would have thought it was fake. The reason people thought it was fake is because he overreacted and the joke was a was a under it was, it was a low ball. It was a slow pitch joke. It was it was super low. It wasn't nothing crazy. That's why people thought it was fake, bro. I'm, t- I'm telling you, people thought it was fake because these are a room full of actors. This is Hollywood. People that's thought this was it. a part of the show in that sense. Now, to your point and where I disagree at is you can't determine what an overreaction is when you're talking about someone else's love. Hence, like I just said, crime is a passion. Like, it ain't up to you to determine that. You're right. It was a slow pitch. It may have been a softball. But just because we out here playing softball and the ball barely hit me, when I run out there and I beat your ass because (laughs) I'm mad. I'm, I'm just mad I may be in that position. And again, Part of Chris Rock's job, just like being funny and just like, oh, you got to overlook the jokes, is you got to read the room as a comedian. That's a part of your job as well. So like you said, it may be something more to it. And some people have talked about this in their coverage. And that go to my point of what you said. Yeah, people have been getting these jokes off all night, but Chris Rock haven't. So if you did this and they showed the clip, he did it seven years ago. It's just like if, if we were sitting somewhere around joking and me and you are joking and it's cool and it's hey, ha, ha, whoop de And then some nigga that I don't fuck with come in and think that he can get the same jokes off. Ain't no level of I'm going to let him slide with this when I'm going to warn him. Nah, I'm going to show you right off the wham that I don't fuck with you like Nobody that. said that they don't fuck with each other, though. This is this. If they don't, this is news to us. Will I've Smith never heard it. it. No, that's what I'm saying. Will Smith said it. Chris Rock may not have even known it. Oh, okay. I got you. Yeah, I'm saying Will Smith may just be letting him know, like, I I really don't fuck with you like that. It may have been brewing from the last time when he was joking about her doing at the Oscars. You don't know. But that's why I can't consider an overreaction because I don't think Chris Chris Rock did a good job of saying, maybe this ain't going to go over with. That's on him. Yeah, got hit in his mouth for a classic moment on TV that's gonna live for a, a well, forever. Well, let me ask you one more thing before we get off of this, more so towards the coverage of it. Were you surprised at this shit? That there wasn't like a, a sports podcast that I listened to, Entertainment Tonight, ABC World News Tonight. It was literally everywhere. Yeah, did I that did. surprise you? No. The mo the, the the one thing that surprised me about this is that he nothing happened to him at the thing. That was the most surprising part. I'm not surprised that everybody talked about it. It was, it was this was this is gonna be the biggest news thing of the year outside of a fucking war or something, bro. In entertainment, this is probably gonna be the biggest thing of the year. You know what I'm saying? Now the fact that he went back and sat down and watched the rest of the show is mind blowing. That's that is mind blowing to me. Does it say something to you about our culture that this was so big? Like, what did 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 it, did it say like where we at that register? No, because Will Smith. Already? I ain't gonna lie, Will Smith transcends culture, bro. Like, dude, like I ain't talking about just hip hop culture. I'm saying just in general, people. Like, th- does it say something that this was such a big story? I mean, you could argue that, but it, people are fascinated with celebrities and shit, dude. Like, people love shit like people this, love dude. violence. Like, people try to act like they don't like violence. People love fucking violence. Yeah, it's dude. a train wreck. It's been everywhere. People yeah. love violence and gore and all of that. Oh my god, like they love that. Yeah. Because they don't see it every day. Everybody's most people's lives 
are pretty mundane, bro. They go to work, they come home, they eat a fucking whatever, and they do the same thing the next day. So it's pretty mundane. You don't see this every day. People probably wish they could do this to a coworker tomorrow morning, bro. Like that's just <laughs> like, like, but how did nothing happen to him though? Like that, bro. If I how, bro? Like that, I, I don't understand that. It's Will Smith. It don't matter, bro. It's a private party. It don't matter. Right. This is how do they not have security? The Oscars ain't got why security. Would security? <laughs> like, why would you need security? This ain't the source awards. No, nah, it's like, a lot of rich motherfuckers in here. You need a security. You need security, dog. From who though? Like, I don't know. I don't know if who it's open. is it open to the public? Like, so there's probably you might can buy a ticket. There. There's probably security up there with the people who bought tickets. But like, man, if you're thinking about it from a standpoint of logistics, I'm not putting security on the floor because these people got just as much to lose. I would assume. Or they have security themselves. If if like, I if wouldn't I, assume that there would be security guards graced across the front of the stage like it was a Twenty One Savage concert. If if, I, if you were in a coma and then you right. woke up today and said, "Nigga, what did I miss?" and I said, yeah. "Nigga, you won't believe this," a motherfucker walked on stage in the middle of the Oscars and smacked the shit out of the host. You'd be like, "Man, get the fuck out!" First of all, you wouldn't believe it, and then second, you'd be like, "Then what happened?" You said they security tackled him. They, they tackled him. What happened? Now I say, nah. He went back and sat down. You'd be like, dude, get the fuck out of here. That would be unbelievable, dude. I don't give a fuck who I it see. is. That <laughs> was the craziest part. Will Smith. This is Hancock, for God's sake, dude. <laughs> about exactly him. One <laughs> last, another thing about it that I wanted to know: What do you think when, when people were saying um, this opens the door for violence for other people? Like they had a news story here in Atlanta. They were talking about now comedians may be scared because they heckle someone and they pull a Will Smith. Do you think that that's far fetched? No, that's a that's a hot take. Um, I don't think it's that deep. You know what I'm saying? But it, it might set a precedent, though. It could. I, I don't think so, though. 50-50 chance of that happening. It's part of being a comedian now. Is gonna have to that's a fact. Um. All right, we're gonna get to some actual rap shit, but we had to talk about that. Fuck that. That shit was that shit was yeah. nuts. Um, let's take it up north to New York, man. Van Lathan, your man, was chatting yes. with someone on Twitter, man, that put up a very interesting question. They said um, the '90s were super debatable. Also, once the internet and social media erased New York City's advantage in controlling media, New York hip hop suffered. Consumers were free to make their own decisions about who to listen to. That doesn't get talked about enough. Mm. My question, do you think that is the reason that New York is in the position that they are and have been for the last 15 to 20 years? That was a great way to put it. And yes, mm. I vividly remember the days on Rap City when it would be five, six, seven straight, all New York videos, people that I'd never heard of being from Nashville, Tennessee, man. And when Outkast would get on there finally, or they would take a break and give you some Tupac, I get around from way back in the day. It was refreshing. Now, this was before the internet and before you got to get glimpses of music from everywhere else. So Rap City was like our internet, where we found out about artists, where we heard about people. And because I guess they were based in New York, they claim hip hop was born in New York. It was heavily New York biased. Yeah. Therefore, giving a lot of artists from New York bigger stature, uh, a bigger persona than they would normally have. And we see that playing out to be true now. Atlanta has been running the rap game now for as long as New York had. 
Like yep. they coming up on the same amount of time. And yep. you're starting to see the influence of Atlanta become even more heavy than a New York influence. So I would say definitely this is true. So when, how long, so, okay, let me ask you this. Around what time period would you say Atlanta took over? Or someone uh, other than New York took over? Dipset time. We're talking mid-2000s. Right yes. So this person says that the internet and social media erased New York's advantage. Social media wasn't out then. So their advantage was being erased way before Twitter and Instagram. Great point. Also to this is the sound. Okay. People, the reason that groups like Wu-Tang were so dope is because they didn't sound like everybody else in New York. It was different. It was grungy. The reason and a part of not only social media and New York's falling down is because they tried to start sounding like Southern artists. Like you had Dipset that was successful. They added a pinch of South to their sound. And then you had artists after them which is why I say after Dipset, try to emulate the sound completely, and then you lost New York's authenticity. Yeah, now that's fair, but see, that's different from what this person said. Then, <laughs> like yes. this person, I think this, I, I, I say this is not true because I say it happened sooner. Mm -hmm. It happened earlier than the internet and the social media age. So I, I, I can't say that. Like I'm talking like Lil John, Ti, you know what I'm saying? Like that when when the gatekeepers kind of. Now it it blew this to smithereens when Soldier Boy and YouTube came out. Right. Now that blew it, and, and then you get the SoundCloud and all of this. So the gatekeepers have completely been removed, and people be, can become famous from their couch. That now is just too far gone. But before then, bro, it was already they was already losing the grip, dude. And so and yes, now the reason is the sound, in my opinion. They started sounding a little. They they didn't evolve as a sound in New York. And so when something fresh comes along and popular like Atlanta or the South period, then they started to, instead of trying to have their own version or try to evolve the New York sound, they did their own version. That's why you get ASAP Rocky on slow Houston shit. You know what I'm saying? Like you just, you start to get a lot of imitators and people and the lines start getting blurred between these States and these regions where niggas like Lil Uzi sound like they're from Atlanta and they from Philly. Uh, so, or, you know, you get niggas doing their best version of niggas down South French Montana or whoever you want to put out there. Shout out my guy, Big Jeff. So, yeah, I don't think it had anything to do with the social media and internet era. Cause it happened before then. I think they were losing the grip way before then, but it was an mm. interesting take though. I hadn't really heard, heard anybody put it that way. Yeah, I hadn't. That was a good take. And I agree with it still. I think that that was what got them our way out of there. The sound still within that. All right, moving on. The hits keep hitting this week, man. Your man's Gangsta Gibbs, Bad Bunny, or whatever his AKA nickname is. Your man's Freddie Gibbs has been ranting back and forth online with popular rapper Benny the Butcher. My question to you is, is there a beef brewing between the two because it has not been confirmed? And if so, who do you got, Animal Brown? Yeah, I, I don't like this. I don't like what my guy Freddie Gibbs is doing right now. He's in the news for all the wrong reasons lately, mm. and he's starting to come off like a troll. Um, I don't like that. Now, yes, they are beefing. I, I was confused at the post that Freddie Gibbs had put up on Instagram because it sounded like he was talking about somebody else who we are familiar with him beefing with, which is Gunner. Mm. But when you dig into it a little bit more, it is actually Benny the Butcher. They've been sending subliminals at each other for a while now. Uh, we just didn't know it. 
uh, Benny the Butcher was on a podcast, uh, I don't know, a couple of not too long ago. And they were they asked him about working with Gibbs on that Frank Lucas record that came out mm-hmm. about a year ago. Um, and then he said something to the effect of, oh, yo, he answered. He said he, he said that working with him just came and went. And that was kind of it. He said the time probably has passed for those collaborations. Yeah, yeah. He said I, he said I, I, he, he just he said it came and went. And that was it. And so then Freddie Gibbs came out and said, now I know some other shit that came and went too, alluding to that Tana Talk 4 that had just came out. <laughs> and so now they've been going back and forth. And I, I, I don't, it's corny to me, dude. I'm going to keep it a stack. Beefing with Jim Jones, bro, taking an L allegedly, which by all accounts actually did happen. And then turning up and being like, but I'm in New York. I got an extra New York show. Here go the dates. Here go with a venue at, bro, that, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, that, that, you dipping in the, like, troll Takashi territory, bro. Like, that is some slaw. Remember, I, shout out to everybody who's been listening f- for the last couple of years. And Takashi first came out, bro. And we got on, and everybody was like, damn, bro, he going hard at YG and uh, blood and all that. He went on Breakfast Club. And he sat on Breakfast Club. And he invited, he said, I wish... I want somebody to come and try to test me. He invited danger. And we got on that following podcast that Wednesday and played that clip and said, this was the moment that we realized dude was cap. And so we just, we said, oh, okay, cool. Now we know it's a shook. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. It's a song and dance. Okay. We can stop talking about him now. Cool. And of course, fast forward six months later, we know what happened. I'm getting those vibes from my guy, Freddie Gibbs. And I hate it. Gotta be him. Cause this music is fire. He's super dope. And I really wish he would stop this troll shit. It's getting on my nerves. I should get an I told you so t-shirt for this as well. Mm. Freddie Gibbs, for you, for whoever hasn't been paying attention, has been doing this since the Jeezy split up, dude. I came on this podcast, like you said, and had similar thoughts to the ones that you just displayed or said about him when this whole thing was going along with Jeezy. Not just because Jeezy is my man's, because he is, but because Jeezy let it go. It was done. True. And Freddie Gibbs was a quote-unquote street nigga and was leaning and being a drug dealer and this and that. But he kept talking about shit that didn't work with Jeezy. I smelled a rat. I smelled it way back then, and I said it. I said, this dude is a troll. Because any point in time, he's never trying to solve situations. Like niggas that are from the background and places that he claimed to be from and he rap about, like, I'm not trying to escalate shit, bro. I'm not trying to play with niggas online. I'm not trying to go back and forth with niggas because something can happen for real. Niggas might not know that I'm playing. And I say that because Freddie Gibbs is a good rapper. He's not an entertainer. He's not one of these niggas out here that can get off and say, I'm just talking shit, man. You know how it go. I'm just trying to be famous. If he is trying to get more fame, then he should use his bars. I feel a good enough rapper to put this shit into your music as opposed to sitting around responding. Like, and he can be like, well, nigga, start with me first. Okay, cool, bro. Why do you have to respond to everything? How do you even see all of this shit? You're not busy? You ain't got <laughs> nothing to do? Like, come on, bro. If I was his homeboy, I'd be like, why are we doing what, what are we doing back and forth with niggas? Like, it, it's it's really demeaning to the character that he came out and tried to put up with the ESG and shit and the gangster gifts. Like, all of that shit, like you said, it starts to smell funny now. And I ain't saying that to say he's not a tough guy. He may be a rough, tough street nigga. He may be. You just don't look like one and you're not acting like one. 
Yeah, I agree. That's that's and it's killing me. I'm not gonna lie. I don't I don't like that. I think he figured out the whole. Oh, I, I get more looks if I do this yeah, type bag. And all of that stuff. And uh, bro, I don't, that's, playing with niggas in the process. Do it and don't play with that. That was the problem that people had with six nine. Like, go ahead and do that shit over there. Do that, people that don't affect our industry and our culture. Go play with people that look like you. And in the sense of uh, Freddie Gibbs, go play with people that's trying to do the same thing that you're doing. Don't come over here bothering a nigga like Benny that's rapping. I'm just signed with Dev Jam. I'm trying to get this shit off. I ain't trying to be in no bullshit ass beef with you, my nigga. Yeah. So he let me down. He he let me down. I ain't gonna hold you. I'm waiting on the album. I just I just want to hear the music. He I'm, I'm he's ah. good thing he can rap. Good thing he can rap. That's what he does got going for him because Freddie Gibbs definitely can't rap. Uh, you said you waiting on the music, something new coming out. Yeah, that's that SSS soul sold separately, man. It's supposed to be on the way. It's supposed to drop last year. I don't know what the hold up is, but. It's supposed to drop last year. It's supposed to be on the way. Hella, hella features, hella big dog producers. Like I'm really looking forward to hearing what he do with like a fully produced, with like a, a album with a budget behind it. I'm I'm interested to hear it, but this he can miss me with the social media. You said question who? for you. He trying to garner up some attention for you. Yeah, he clearly. Whose career would you rather have right now at this moment? Sahi the Prince or Freddie Gibbs? I don't want to be famous, so I would say Side of Prince, but I know he getting he getting writing checks though. Me personally, I'm just trying to say it without shitting on Freddie Gibbs. Nah, but Freddie Gibbs is that successful because Freddie Gibbs out here trying, and he ain't. But he's successful. He ain't though. got the career that Sahai got. He might be successful, but he ain't. He, he ain't, ain't got the career that Sahai got. Yeah. What? Respect. Sahai's I fuck what? with Sahai too, but what? Absolutely. Nah, has so. way more esteemed of an artist than Freddie Gibbs is, bro. I don't think so. That's and I fuck nuts. with both of them, but nah. You Freddie may Gibbs fuck with both of them. How many, si- how many followers I si- got? Whose social media following is bigger, bro? <laughs> we can go there. That's that's the easy layup. What was Saha last tour, bro? He only <laughs> he got one album, so he can't I tour went that. To Saha last tour. I've never been to a Freddie Gibbs show. But, but I you're have. saying the first thing that saying. you went to, the first thing that you went to was his social media follower. I'm talking about the echelon of artists. Saha is a much more a better artist and much more respected artist in the game of hip hop than Freddie Gibbs is. That's a fact. To who? Everyone. Because if it weren't the case, Freddie Gibbs wouldn't be out here playing with niggas. He would know. be he would be like Saha ducked off, spinning big boy checks, writing for niggas instead of beefing with them. Yeah, that's, that's my debatable. point. That's debatable. It's um, not. It really ain't. It ain't debatable at all, bro. Apparently, something that is debatable, man, is your man Dirk. He's claiming that he and three other rappers are running hip hop right now. Who did he say? You ask himself, little baby, young thug, Kodak Black. Mm. Are running hip hop. Then he even threw in there uh, Twenty One Savage too. Is this actual and factual, or was this the reach of all reaches? I think that Dirk forgot to mention like the specific genre of hip hop, the the evolutionized new trap, like new generation of Jeezy's and Rick Rosses and the people that we grew up on that were in that lane. This is a new generation of those guys. They're not the new generation of hip hop in general, because mm-hmm. I don't think that this, even with one, two, three, with four people that he named, 
their lane ain't big enough. It's for mm-hmm. as big as hip hop is right now, you still got niggas like Tyler the Creator. You Facts. still got niggas like I think he named Future, but I'm still gonna say he, did. you still got yeah, he said future, right? Yeah. But you still got niggas like Fabio that are bubbling and may this may be a tidal wave that's coming. We don't know. Right. Maybe New York has gotten that artist that we said that they haven't had in a while. And this is the style that doesn't sound like everything else. And this may be like some big that we expect and they're not even expecting. Right. So I say that to say Dirk has a point to a to a certain point of like just the lane of rappers that he in. But you got so many different big names, so many different angles of rap. Even Lotto, we're about to talk about. I think she's about to be big and take off. So while those guys may be hot, they're hot in a specific lane. They don't run the game, though. Yeah, the, the whole run the game um, discussion, is that's, that's been dead for that's been dead for at least 10 years, bro, because there's too many, like you said, this is a 10-lane highway, bro. Like, you just, there, there's room for everything now. Like, what you want, what type of shit you want to hear? There's a super popular artist in every genre, bro. <laughs> like, there's no, it, you can't, there, there's, and plus, there's no age limit anymore. So now not only are you competing with motherfuckers your age in different lanes, but you're also competing with older people in different lanes. So it's really like a 20 lane highway. So the, the discussion of, man, we the hotter, we got the trenches right now. We got the, we running rap, but we, bro, that shit come and go with the wind and the weather, dude. Like, yes, Dirk is featured on a lot of shit. I understand why he would say this from his perspective, because his email is probably on fire with people trying to send him features and them checks is coming in crazy. I get it. Same for Lil Baby. He's on the, the album kit is get Lil Dirk or Lil Baby featured on your album, at least, if not both and Kodak. I get it. It feels like it. That shit may not matter in two months, bro. Like it may be somebody else, too. It may be somebody else in two minutes. Who, like I said, Fabio come out next, next week. week. It might be him, dude. He might have a classic. Who the fuck knows? I, who knows? But the, the whole discussion of, man, we run rap now. That's, bro, it, that's null and void in 2022, man. I'm sorry, dude. And for the record, he was on the Full Send podcast. And I believe this was the same podcast where the host didn't know what the card game Spades was. So anything said on that podcast really doesn't even matter. I'm going to keep it a stack. How have you never heard of the game Spades, much less don't know how to play it? I'm right. already looking at you sideways if you don't know how to play it, but I'll let you slide. If you've never heard dude. of it, I would have walked out. I'm going to keep it a stack. He white. He was white. One of them was, but one of them wasn't, though. One of them was something else. I don't it's know. But I would have left. White or whatever, I would have left. I would have been like, I'm going to holler, y'all. I would have did like, like Rick that. Ross did on what's name. Like, I got to get somebody out the car and just left. <laughs> Never hearing of spades before is nuts. That is nuts. That's fucking insane. Like, why am I here? Um, but y'all let us know, man. Who's running rap right now? Does running rap is that even still a discussion? No. Um, at on deck TV show on Instagram. Leave a comment on their YouTube as well. Uh, we've got an album review to talk about. You mentioned it earlier. Lotto, big lotto. The artist forming is Mulatto. Seven 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 is the project. Um. It's been a minute since we've done a ladies' album, dude, so we were definitely overdue for this, man. What were your expectations going into this project? I'm a bit Lotto fan. You got to say it like you're from Atlanta. Lead a G <laughs> off, B-I, hard I, bit Lotto. Uh, I, I'm ex- I was ex- excited, may not be the word. I was really, really interested, though, in so- seeing how this sounds. Um, I saw her press run, the car wash. She went through Breakfast Club. She was on Joe's shit. Yeah. And I really like. And it's going to be cliche to say nowadays, but her energy was on point. 
Yeah. She don't give you the same feel as most of her counterparts. Like, is uh, some more authenticity there. Yeah. I don't know because her dad had a little bit to do with the game and he was around famous people already, but it seems like she's handling this very well. So I wanted to see how that translated in the music. So I was more um, interested in checking this album out than I usually would be from other uh, female rappers. So I was definitely on deck waiting for this. What, what about you? What did you think about Big Lotto? Yeah, I was interested. I didn't listen to the first album, Queen of the South. Um, I didn't get on her until after that came out. But ever since then, like just little things like the freestyle, she's been killing shit. Um, I rock with the video, the Southside video. That shit is hard. Um, I think she's super talented and I, you know, I, I know, and we'll talk about this a little bit later. I know how she, she got on through the reality show. Um, and normally when you look at people that get on through reality shows, it's like, okay, skip, but no, she's actually pretty talented. Um, so I was definitely interested in hearing what a full body of work would sound like from her. Um, so yeah, I was fucking with it. I, the, the singles, um, in the, the big energy, I mean, that's, that ain't really for me. Uh, I don't think I'm the target audience for that. <laughs> I think that's pretty safe to say. So I ain't really, that was a skip for me. Um, I ain't like the flip of the, of the Mariah joint. Um, she got Mariah on the feature though. It's yeah, she got on the remix. On the remix. Yeah, that was hard. That was tough. Uh, that's a good look for sure. But um, when I first listened to it, I'm not going to lie. I did, we'll get into our initial thoughts right now as I pull up the track list. I did, I, I liked it, but I didn't, I didn't really love it like that. Like it, it, it didn't meet my expectations on first listen. Um, again, I think she can rap. I think she's talented, but I, I just think she does a certain type of song better than another type of song. And she's got too many of the other type of song that she doesn't do as well on here. In my opinion, I think she works best doing the songs are here that work best for me are the ones where there's no hook and she's just snapping and just flowing and riding over a hard ass beat. You know what I'm saying? Like she does those that best. Songs, those Ooh. are the type of songs you think she does best. I do. When it, when she got to write a full joint, bro, when like with like a hook and two sixteens and maybe three sixteens and a feature, like it just it, it doesn't. She still she still got some room to grow. Let me say that. Mm. Um, but when it when it you just play a beat a two minute beat and she just need to snap on it, ah, she gonna eat that shit up. Like she's gonna go too hard. But it, uh, to me, she's got some growing to do in terms of the songwriting. But, you know, it, it, I'll get to my rating and all of that, what I liked and didn't like specifically. But what did you think about it initially? Initially, I thought that it was young, like you're saying. I thought that it, it did have a lot of room to mature and grow, but I did get it. I got where she was in her career. She's a young lady, only like 22 or something, 23. It reminded me a lot of, not necessarily song for song, but just the push and how I thought that this guy sounded when he first came out. Mm. It reminded me a lot of T.I. I'm Serious. Mm. Like it gave me that type of feel like young, we have to deal with this person for a while. They from the South, they rap a little bit better than I expected them to. Yep. And people are gonna have to deal with this here in the future once she figures out how to be a star. Same thing I said about T.I. with the I'm Serious album. I like this. This could be a little bit more clean. This could, like, he could not do this ever again, but I get why, what he's trying to do in the lane that he's trying to find. Like, I found myself saying similar things listening to her. Because mm -hmm. like you said, there was some stuff that just didn't work for me because I don't like her in those scenarios. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that she shouldn't put herself in that. But 
if you give her the two minute beat and say, hey, rap, she's going to rap. Facts. She's beating a lot of other girls that you would lump her in with that you would think fall back on their looks and now, but I got bars though. Like, mm-hmm. but I do look like this. Mm-hmm. So she is one of the few to do that. And I like the potential uh, first listen. And that was my initial jump out. Like, okay, this could, this could be first of many and a long run is what I thought. Yeah. Th- this felt like a debut album. I'm here. Like yeah, if it, it, deal with Lotto for the next 15 years, maybe. If it felt like a debut album, but it's not though. <laughs> like this is technically her second album. Um, Queen of the South was the first one. And, and so I say that to say, and, and I need I maybe I need to go run back to the first one to see the difference and see if that growth has happened from one to the other. Cause I feel like there's so much room to grow on here. And I'm like, was there any from the last one then? But I didn't I didn't hear it to be fair. So maybe it is. But this one, bro, is and then some of the songs, huh? But the difference, though, in my opinion, in in what you're saying, like that last one was her figuring out that she can make this a career. I can't rap and people respond to it. This is her like being a rapper and learning how to put a project together, like still the early stages of that. So the other one was just to show, hey, I can do this. Now this is to show I am doing it, and this is how it sounds. I'm young and I'm going to get better at it. To be fair, she is the first Atlanta artist to have a solo gold and platinum record, though. Um, and that probably doesn't get talked about a lot. And that, I, that's actually pretty interesting to me. But um, she's, she's still dope, she's man. She's the first Atlanta art, female artist or yeah. just artist, period. Oh, female. Female, artist. yeah. Okay. I was yep. say. Yeah, I know. That would have been crazy. Um, a yeah. couple of joints on here that I, I did bang with, though, that I did think worked. Again, the shorter records where it's just her just showcasing her talent, I thought worked way better. So that's the that's the intro. That's number one and number two. The two records, the two seven seven sevens, those go hard. Like that's her in her bag. Um, I also like again, I like Southside. Again, that, that's got a little bit of a hook, but it's more of a street record. I like I like her on that type of shit for me. And then the one of the songs that I did like that was just a regular song. It's like Trust No Bitch. I thought that shit was hard. Um, but, uh, and we'll get to what I didn't like in a second, but those are the joints that I thought stood out. What stood out for me, all of the features worked. Every verse. I don't believe every, that. Yeah. All of the features worked for me. It made sense. Even though the song may not be great, but I understand why Kodak Black is on Bust Down. I understand why oh. Nardo Wick is on Stepper. Oh, I see God. why Like a Thug, Dirk is on there. Like all of those features worked for the album especially in order to bring more eyes to the album, expand the brand, which she's trying to do still early in the career, as we keep mentioning. I like the short songs, like you said, as well. I'm picking ones out that stuck to me off the wham. Willie with 21 Savage, I liked. Um, it's given. I like this given. I think that that's right up the alley of if I'm going to compete with a City Girls and a Nicki Minaj and a Cardi B, I got to give you this, but I'm also rap on it, too. It's a TikTok what men can listen to it, huh? That's a TikTok record. Yeah, I, I get that. Yeah. You got to do that. But men can listen to it, too. Nah, and Southside. Out. I love Southside. Southside was a dope-ass record. Uh, Lil Baby did his version of Southside. Mm. It'll be a fire-ass uh, remix if he was. she was to get him on there. Two chains. Get some people from the Southside on there. Yep. That would be pretty fly to do. Uh, but those are the ones that stuck out to me and that I liked the most. What didn't work for you? Man, so, some of those features, bro. Oh, I, I don't. I don't know what Nardo Wick was talking about. That nigga wasn't talking you about. Like, do you like Nardo Wick though? 
I like his voice. Pause. Do you like any of his music? He, I like. He had a joint with Future. That's cool. Uh, so you know, but the type of music he makes, I'm not interested in. He make the young Tallahassee nigga shit. Like I'm, not, I'm cool on that. But the nigga, what he, like he said something like, "I'm a Don, she a Don, we some motherfucking Dons." I'm like, bro, what are you? What nigga? Twelve, bro. Are you not clearly. That's what I'm saying. He's not going to give you no nod shit, bro. Like, I don't need nods. He just, he 12 years old, and he from Jacksonville. He just not learned how to talk, dude. Like, clearly, you know, in depth shit. Like, so I'm, I'm, I'm good. That, that, that didn't work. But I like, I like his rap voice and his style. He just don't be saying shit, though. Like, I like Nardo. That was, that was Sesame Street right there. But anyway, um, and then Kodak Black, I don't know what he's talking about either. Like, I can't fuck with Kodak Black. Um, the the Sunshine record with Wayne and Childish Gambino was a slight letdown. I'm not gonna lie, because I was looking forward to that because I'm a big Childish Gambino fan, and obviously Wayne is Wayne, and we haven't heard Childish Gambino rap in about seven years. So I was really curious. Now I I did I, it took me about three listens, and then I was like, okay, now I'll fuck with this. But I, I it let me down at first. I ain't gonna hold you. It let me down. I think you ripped that. But uh, other than that, it was something. What was the joint with? And the joint with Dirk, I just, bro, the features didn't. I can't believe that. I think the features were perfect. Nah, think, bro. Like, they were, they I were. I think they were absolutely perfect. I don't necessarily fuck with the songs. Right. Because uh, I don't like the Nardo Wick song, really. But I think that, that was a perfect, like, oh, let's get Nardo Wick on here. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Like, yeah, it makes it's... the album sound better. It seems like, I guess what I'm saying is it seems like someone knew what they were doing that's helping her. And that's why I'm excited about her career. Like, if it was her A&R whoever executive produced, if it was her, if she got a home person, a home girl, a homeboy that's really into it, like whoever helped her with this and put these people on these albums, they did a great job. So if that's person is going to be with her a whole career, she about to shake. I ain't like 21 Savage on Willie, bro. That's crazy. I don't he think he fit on that beat. His flow didn't fit on that beat. Ripped bro. it. Nah. Ripped it. I'm a 21 Savage fan, bro. That's my I'm guy. Sh- I'm straight on that. But what what uh, you said a couple of things didn't stand out or what didn't you, what was you skipping out here? Southside should have ended the album. Let's get mm. sleep, sleep, and real one. I don't need the melodic lotto. Well, sleep, sleep. That's the one with the uh, with the Twister sample. Yeah, with the... I ain't like the original Twister song. That's, that's insane. I'm, I'm cool off Twister. You know how I feel about fast rap. That's to know from me. So maybe it has something to do with that. That but adrenaline sleep, sleep, rush is the shit. Mm, no, sleep, sleep, and real one. I could have definitely done without. And that those are pretty much it. Everything else I felt like it kind of fit with the album, but those last two just didn't go for me, mainly because she was trying to sing or do whatever she was doing on there. And I, I was super good off of that. No, she 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 can sing to me. I'm gonna keep it real. I'm gonna let her do that. Um, if I had to give it a rating, dude, I'm, I'm gonna go two and a half. It's 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 worth streaming. It's worth a stream. You know what I'm saying? Like I I definitely. It's worth the stream. There's a couple of joints on here that I would revisit, but it, it's nothing memorable. And I was hoping it would be. Uh, I, 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 you know what this makes me think of? You know, she was she got on through the the rap game TV show, which was Jermaine Apri's reality show, his rap contest reality show. This made me think of what her shit would have sounded like if she would have got with a real songwriter like Jermaine Dupri, bro. How these songs would have been crafted if she worked with him. I would love to have heard that project. You know what I'm saying? Cause I, I feel like that would have a better result, in my opinion. That's and, okay. and Jermaine Dupri don't think we forgot about that currency record either. Y'all niggas need to put that shit out with bullshit. Go ahead. Yeah, they're playing with that. They're trying their best to make niggas forget about this shit. Yeah, I ain't letting, um, I ain't letting up. Facts. That's that's um, 
that can still come in the pipeline, though, right? That's true. Yeah, for sure. I think she has to grow into that. I, I actually, I'm glad that it ain't in the first couple of albums. Like, she's still gonna get better. Like, mm-hmm. she can rap her ass off, but I still hear some stuff with like, okay, once she get that right there done, it's over. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I'm rating the album, I'm rating three. Was that banging? Yeah. One with three reels. I think it's a banging album. Really, really solid debut for whatever debut album is of today's market. But really solid debut. Give me three reels. Man, y'all let us know what y'all think about Lotto. Big Lotto 777 is the project. Leave a comment. Uh, one to five, man, which I'll rate it. Uh, we got some wins and or losses, man. What we got going on? Absolutely. Win and or losses this week. Gain and 50 Cent have an ongoing beef, and it's still brewing if you thought it was over. Game recently told 50 Cent to tell your girl to stay out of my DMs, cuz. <laughs> win or a loss for the hip-hop fans. That's a loss, man. We over this. This beef played like a motherfucker. No one cares, no one cares. Bro. Nobody's like, checking for this, dude. No one cares, dude. Are y'all like, are y'all gearing up for like a versus or something, dude? Is this promo? Because I will watch that. Oh yeah, no, definitely watching that though. You thought Will Smith and, and Chris Rock was a fucking crazy night of TV? I guarantee it's gonna go down with yep. that, the Fifty Cent in game versus. Uh, win or a loss. Recently, every song. Win or loss for every song off of Cardi's first album going platinum. I got a twist here. I'll go first. It's okay, a loss for me. What's the name of the album again? Invasion of Privacy. It's a loss for Cardi fans. It's almost certifies that you will never yeah, no. get another Cardi B album. Every mm. song went platinum. I got the whatever brands that I want. Like I'm, I'm, I'm done. I'm retired. I'm not doing rap anymore. I actually would be taking a pay cut to put an <laughs> album out, my nigga. So like, no, this is it. This is an L for the fans of Cardi B because she ain't going near a booth in a long time. No, I don't know. I, I disagree with that. I disagree with that. I, I think she's been waiting to let this. Apparently, their momentum has still been there with this album, which is why she probably ain't dropped. There's no need. This is still getting spins. Cool. We're gonna let this. We're gonna let this run until the wheels fall off, dude. Which is fine. So that's a W. To be the first to do anything is always cool. Um, but I will say, it's a streaming era now. So expecting this to had happened before the streaming era is impossible. So there's a little bit of an asterisk next to that. But still, if nobody else done it, then shit, you the first. That's a dub. Facts. Big facts. Mm-hmm. And the last one we have is your man Rod Wave. Win or a loss. Actually, this is Simonis W. And so uh, he's giving away $25,000 worth of free gas in his hometown. Shout out to Rod Wave. Hey, big shout out to Rod Wave, man. He did a video in front of the pump. Like, man, yo, this shit is too high. Meet me at so-and-so gas station on April, whatever date. I'm giving away free gas, $25,000 worth, man. Pull up. We filling everybody's tank up. Super dope, super creative way to do some promo, but at least you some people gonna benefit off of it because gas is entirely too fucking high, and that twenty five k is gonna last by eight cars, nigga. If 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 five suburbans pull up, nigga, that's half the fucking wallet right there, nigga. You know it's crazy that you say, um, and we are not gonna go too long with this because the end of the show. The fact that people don't use the marketing dollars, and we talked a little bit about this with Drake did that God's plan. Sure. Like doing shit like this with your marketing budget, the layup would go 
so far right now, bro. You talking about getting picked up on ABC World News tonight, and motherfuckers like, well, who is this fat ass rapper, dude? That's giving away free gas. Yes, nigga, and it only costs twenty five bands, dude. I'm on the World News. That's what will happen if people start thinking outside the box and doing shit like this. So shout out to him, man. It's dope. I agree. I agree. One more bonus W though. Um, so this weekend, the Dreamville Festival is going down this weekend. It's streaming live on Amazon Music. So if anybody mm. wanna, wants to check it out but doesn't like to go to festivals or doesn't live in North Carolina, make sure y'all check that out on Amazon Music. Go get you a free trial or something if you ain't a subscriber Ooh, already. I'm checking that out, man. I got some points for Southwest. Do they there you go. Because they got the Gangster Grill planes? set. That's why I say that. Thanks. Yeah, I'm definitely going to check that out. Um. On Decker of the Week, this is a very special On Decker of the Week. As as you alluded to earlier, the New York drill sound is everywhere. So the On Decker of the Week is me for calling that shit. Let's fucking go. I am crowning myself. I was the first thing in the world to say that the New York drill sound was going to go mainstream. And here we are, dude. Kanye's on it. City Girls is on it. Alicia Keys is on it. Nikki is on it. Nigga, Katy Perry is probably next. I called that oh shit. God. If you don't believe me, go back in the archives, January 2020. I said it was up as gold. Yes. Our sincerest apologies to all the on deckers out there for not us taking this seriously and naming a real on decker of <laughs> Let's go. We apologize, me. man. We'll send you guys something for it. Um, yeah. You didn't call it real. Relax, bro. Relax. I called the Stop. fuck out of that. Stop, bro. Give me my Dude. roses. Um, put me <laughs> on some smoke was famous. You thought it. What'd you say? Fuck. Put me on put something. On. Um, doubling down on the TV. I know I did TV last week and you did the TV winning time. I still haven't got to check that out yet, but I heard a dope interview with Larry, uh, Wilmore with the guy mm-hmm. that created that. That was pretty dope. His car podcast called black on the air. Mm-hmm. He was talking about how they casted the uh, show and gave y'all the back story behind winning time and how they put it together so that was pretty dope larry wilmore's podcast black on the air and for tv if you haven't heard of top boy you're missing out just finished the latest season on netflix Mm. absolute flames and it had a uh twist for the ending which i'm always here for dope ass endings this one had one man you guys check that out shout out to top boy i still ain't watching let's go drake i see you cooking see that you don't um, like the accents or something? I just ain't tried it. That's all. I just ain't hit play. I'm, I'm definitely going to fuck with it, though. Uh, I'll turn them captions on if need be. I ain't tripping. Um, I've got two new projects y'all should check out, man. Somebody hit me up and said, have you heard of Monroe Flow? And I said, who the fuck is that? And he was like, nah, it's a dude from Atlanta. He kind of dope. And I went and listened to his project. It's called Scarred for Life. And it was actually pretty dope. I was like, oh, hmm. shit, okay. And then the same person sent me a West Coast dude, if this is more your vibe, West Coast Web, Caught in the Web. That is also a dope project. I was surprised that it's rare that you get two people that you've never heard of in life. (laughs) You get two projects sent to your inbox same day, and they both were straight. Um, So check out Monroe Flow. He's from Atlanta, if that's your vibe, or West Side Web. He's obviously from the West Side, if that's more your vibe. Also, bonus and shout out to that person, the real on deck of the week for Fuck. music. Yes, bonus W for you though. They finally put Fiend Street Life on streaming sites. So no way, tough. It's on all of them. <laughs> <laughs> right now, <laughs> finally put it out. 
That was the last No Limit album with Fiend. I mean, uh, Fiend's last No Limit album that is extremely slept on. Uh, it's finally available. It's taking you forever to search. <laughs> Save, download, cop, all of that. Oh, <laughs> uh, shit. So about time, man. Big clutch for that. Uh, make sure y'all hit us up. Uh, YouTube.com slash on deck TV. Leave a comment. We appreciate the subscriptions. Everybody comment. We love that shit. We should have some extra content coming very soon as well, man. You guys are going to really enjoy. Uh, what else, man, before we get out of here? Absolutely. And just in case people were confused, because clearly they have been, because there haven't been enough orders. These are new t-shirts. This is not the crew neck. They are brand new t-shirt styles up on ondecktvshow.com or on deck online links in the bio whatever it is just go click on it grab you a new on deck t-shirt we got the little logo tees for you guys grab a couple of those we got the tie-dye joints we got the faded joints go grab you some on deck t-shirts for the spring and summer and support the wheel yeah man we got flavors until then we out <laughs>